Hi. Welcome to the CJB Sports Show podcast on this episode. Hear from the winning coach of the Sturgeon Heights boys hockey team winning their first ever Winnipeg High School Hockey League title. Also, Rob Gale, head coach, general manager of Valor FC on the new schedule and training camp coming up. And the MJHL report shines a light on education. What happens if a player needs some tutoring help in the middle of the night? I'll tell you what, on the podcast. All right, joined on the line by the coach of the Sturgeon Heights boys hockey team winning their first ever Winnipeg High School Hockey League title tonight, Tyler. Congratulations. How do you feel right now? Thank you so much. A little sticky. The boys dosed me in Gatorade in the locker room, but no, it's uh, it's super, super gratifying. Oh my God. What a finish. It was a crazy game. Yeah. For those who may not know, it was a 4-2 lead for Garden City early in the third period to score a couple goals to even it up. And then the game winner with a minute 28 left. When that, uh, I guess when you start the period down, what are you thinking? Well, you know what? The, the third periods in our league are always crazy. It's the 20 minutes third period as opposed to the 250 minutes. So it always seems long. When you're uh, looking at a deficit, it uh, sometimes goes by quickly. But our guys, they came out like a fury. And it was lopsided. We, I think we got about 15, 16 shots in a row before they were able to get the puck out of their zone at one point. They, they wanted it so bad. They worked so hard. I, I'm just so happy they found a way to get it done so proud of them when that ga- uh, eventual game winner went in what was that celebration like oh it was crazy we were oh, you're <laughs> you're so excited you're so relieved but at the same time there's still a minute and a half on the clock and you're trying to compose the guys to make sure we can finish it off the way the last couple of games have gone it's just been a back and forth so it uh it was what a wonderful way to win coming from behind and having that excitement and the stands full of family and Tons of kids from our school. It's just, it's a memory that these kids are going to remember for their lives. And certainly it's one of, one of the top ones for me as well in sports in my life. You mentioned last night on the show about the learning experience of losing game two and what that can be for these kids. And to come back from that, to be down four, two and win this five, four, what does that say about your group? Oh, it's just, it's, it's the belief they had in one another, right? Resiliency is uh it's a rare quality in kids that we see in high school nowadays. And these kids to bounce back after just a demoralizing loss last night and to be down in the third period to boot, it's uh, it speaks their character wonders. They are every bit deserving of this first championship in our school's history. And we will celebrate tonight and then we will recompose and we're going after provincials as well. Well, and that's the thing. This is just the first step right on the journey. And But before we get to that, just the, the lifting of the trophy and the celebration with the fans in the stands. Describe that moment. Oh, it was awesome. We had the boys slide across the ice. and We, we took uh, the core group of these guys to Europe last year to experience hockey around the world and culture around the world. And uh, we wanted it's such an importance placed on fans overseas and involving them and, and valuing their support. So we... Uh, celebrating in front of the guys pushing on the glass there are grade 11 grade 12 students that were hooting and hollering all game long got horns confiscated from them time after time trying to smuggle them into the rink here it uh it's just it's fun it's so fun that's what sport's all about and uh really happy to win this year instead of being on the other end of it 
And it's historic too. So now I guess, yeah, you're going to celebrate, but what does the provincial journey now look like for your club? Uh, well, we've had confidence all year. Uh, it's shaping up really nicely. There's six teams, so you got two pools of three. We'll, uh, I would likely think we'll be seated one versus uh, the host SJR and then a rural team. And now we wait and see on Saturday to see what happens in the wildcard games. I would think that St. Paul's is probably going to have to play Vincent Massey and uh, Garden City is going to have to regroup and recover quickly because they're going to have to go play in a best-of-one game against uh, likely River East. So uh, no rest for the wicked. Three days here for the, all those teams to regroup and try to make one last effort to get into provincials. But you'll enjoy the celebration while it lasts, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're rare. These scenarios are rare in life. And that's what I told the boys. They got to they gotta enjoy it to its fullest. All right, Tyler. Well, let's get back to your celebration again. Congratulations and thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That is Tyler Metcalf, head coach of the Sturgeon Heights boys hockey team, winning their first ever Winnipeg High School Hockey League title tonight. A 5-4 win over Garden City at the Iceplex. They're down 4-2 early in the third period. They roar back the winning goal with just 88 seconds left. That's got to feel awesome. The head coach and general manager of Valor FC, Rob Gale. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Good, thanks, Christian. How are you? Doing well. So you've known the schedule for a while, I imagine, but how how does it feel to get it out to the world so everyone now knows the plans for the summer? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, it just stops all the uh, the emails and phone calls and messages saying, when do we get the schedule? When do we get the schedule? Uh, You can understand the fans' excitement and... So we're yeah, like you say, we've known pretty much the the long and the short of it for a while, a couple of tweaks, and there might still be some some media schedule tweaks, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's nice to have it out in the open and everyone can see what's ahead of us. So before we get into the schedule, the explain the spring season fall season deal that we've got going on here. Yeah, so I think just this year when we were expecting eight teams with the potential of Ottawa Fury and it went down to seven. So uh, it's a slightly unbalanced schedule. And with also the advent of getting a a, a CONCACAF Champions League spot uh, in this first year, we needed to bring the first half of the season uh, a little bit quicker uh, and total up those points. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm sure it'll change over time as we continue to get more teams. And I think by the second year, we'll have as many as 10. So it's just uh, a little bit new on the horizon, but two, two sort of seasons, 10 games that is the first half of it. And then whoever wins that part of the season goes into the championship game at the end of it. And then an 18 game second half of the season, the full season uh, winners of that will play the winners of the spring season to def- decide the first ever CPL champion. And if you are the best team in both, then the second place team goes in? Yes, that'll be a cumulative points total uh, and see who is second uh, highest points getter over the two seasons. Okay, good to know. Uh, and I guess that's part of the the birth of a young upstart league. Is there going to be some changes kind of adapting on the fly with the number of teams that you got in it, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think we wanted to stay true to a more, uh, you know, uh, soccer-based scenario rather than some of the North American sports where you actually have a league champion or a championship game. So this is a this is a way of rewarding the league and, and not a playoff format, which we were all keen to do. 
Right, so like the MLS where they've got kind of the knockout tournament, you'd rather just have kind of a one-off game? Yeah, I think so. And I think it rewards the teams that have played well consistently over the year. You can have a team that, you know, well, we could look at hockey right now and Tampa Bay or flying and, and dominating the league. And then they go in and, and suddenly over a, what would be a two-game series in soccer, get knocked out to a team that was some 20, 30 points behind them in the standards. It doesn't quite seem fair to, to me where I've grown up with a, a champion, the best team and most consistent team over the course of the year should be the one that, that bears the championship. And ideally, that's the way this should pan out in the CPL. So you open on May 1st in Victoria. It's a 10 p.m. Central start. And this is going to be an interesting first month just because you've got five games in the first 16 days and the weather in Canada in early May, especially in Winnipeg, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, isn't that the beauty of it? Truly Canadian. And uh, I know in the equipment order that's just come in, we have the 65 regular season training balls and match balls, and they've ordered five all-weather orange balls. So we're we're prepared for any eventuality. It could be a little bit cold, Toronto FC, but I think it was about minus 10 there last night oh. in their game. So <laughs> uh, the the soccer fan, like the, the Manitoba sports fan, is a hardened fan. There's no weather that can stop us coming out and enjoying our sports teams. And you'll play in the snow, right? No problem. No problem. Good. Okay. Good to know. So you open on a Saturday afternoon uh, against FC Edmonton. We knew that already last week. That came out against um, on Saturday, May 4th. And I read a story where you were uh, embracing the May the 4th be with you idea of a Star Wars game, right? I was <laughs> just, uh, just having a little play for the uh, the editor who was yes. uh, giving me that story. I don't... I don't think we need to build it up in the, into anything else other than uh, it's the first game in a in a professional sports franchise history, and it's going to be a, a great occasion for every every sports fan in Manitoba, and especially the soccer community who've waited so long to have their own professional team. Why is it important to have a good number of home games on weekends on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening? I think that was what the fans, I mean, and, and typically you see uh, a lot of new Canadians have come from countries where soccer is their first or second sport. And it's typically Saturday afternoons and I think Wednesday nights, which is what the league has, has stood for. And so I think the, the, the casual fan will get up and watch the English Premier League on Saturday mornings. And, and now they can go out and watch games on Saturday afternoons. I think it's good because uh, a lot of the youth uh, soccer games play during the week and the weekends a time when they can get out with the family and and now they can come down to the stadium enjoy it and some of those weekends it can be a, it can be a fun crowd because they don't have to go to the work the next day so we're hoping for a, a party atmosphere how did you manage to swing a home game for canada day yeah good planning yeah <laughs> uh, you know a little bit a little bit fortunate i think we're just uh when all stadiums are available and everything, but when the opportunity came up, we certainly seized that and thought, you know what, what a what a great chance to get all the families together, and it, it's a holiday, and you know, not a lot is open all the time on those days, so it's a great way to start the celebrations, and hopefully, as I said, uh, it can be fireworks on the field uh, as well as afterwards. Yeah, 5 p.m. start as well, so you you can go there. And for those who may not know, just if it's a game starts at 5, how long is it going to be, I guess, before you're heading out of the stadium after it's over? You are out of the stadium at 7 o'clock by the absolute latest. There's no question about that. The beauty of soccer, it's 90 minutes uh, over the 2.45 halves. 
15 minute half time and uh, no stoppages on the clock, maybe a couple of additional minutes if any injuries or substitution. So uh, two hours by 7 p.m., go in and get your meal and get a, a few more drinks and go out and enjoy the fireworks. And if you got kids who may not want to sit through a three-plus-hour sporting event like a hockey game or a football game, it's uh, easier, I guess, to keep them in their seats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and hopefully it'll be a unique experience. You know, soccer fans are... It's typically interactive songs for players and teams, and uh, it should be a unique sporting experience, but it's definitely not one that lasts three or four hours with the potential of going more sometimes. So I think uh, it should be something for everyone. So before I let you go, what does the next little bit work or look like? Because we've got May 1st, that's your opener. So we've got two full months, really, and then you're on the field. So when does training camp start? Training, we have players flying in as early as tomorrow, in fact, and uh, induction and orientation to the city and the stadium and the club will, will begin on Friday in earnest. Medical Saturday, gym testing Sunday and field testing Monday, and we're into full training by Monday afternoon, which will be sort of two a days for the first three weeks of, of training camp. Uh, and then we'll be getting into one days uh, throughout April with a, a season uh uh, sorry, uh, a whole league-wide tour down to the Dominican Republic where we'll be getting in some outside opposition and exhibition games. So it's going to be uh, full-on uh, as early as Monday into training camp and uh, getting ready to go for, like you say, May the 1st. And where will this uh, training be? Because obviously it's uh, not quite warm enough outside. Yes, we won't be uh, exposing some of those South American players. <laughs> I've just signed into this weather straight away. Luckily, we've got fantastic facilities here, some of the best in the country. So we'll be working with the Winnipeg Soccer Federation at the the full-size indoor facilities, both on the the University of Manitoba grounds and then also the North facility at Layla. So we'll be be getting around the city. So how excited are you right now? Pumps, I've been excited for two years knowing this was coming and each day it gets a little more realistic. I can't wait to get get on the field and do what I do best, which is... uh, interacting with people and coaching players so uh, I can't wait for camp to begin and then the games uh, are the real fun things for everybody where we get to put ourselves to the test Well Rob I appreciate you joining me tonight good luck through training camp and uh, I'm honestly really looking forward to this uh, league getting off the ground. Thanks Christian anytime mate we'll see you soon When it comes to junior hockey it's important not to forget that these young athletes also have to worry about getting their schoolwork done for those in the MJHL, and for that matter, the entire CJHL, if they need help, they turn to Grade Slam, a tutoring service who the league recently started working with to offer free 24-7 help to hockey players if they have any questions with their homework and so on. Cora McElwain is a student success manager with Grade Slam and joins me now. Cora, tell me more about Grade Slam. So it's an online tutoring tool uh, which is available 24-7 and unlimited to the students so we partner with organizations uh, like the CJHL and also schools um, to provide that service and our mission is really about education equality and um, making sure that students can um, get access to online support whenever they need to because in the kind of modern world um, especially in kind of things like the hockey leagues they are often on the road um, they can't maybe always have access to in-person tutoring so um, we offer an online service as kind of an addition where are you based out of uh montreal okay so that's where you are right now 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I imagine listeners are going to hear your voice and say, she doesn't sound Canadian. No. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I actually am technically Canadian, but I grew up in England, um, so I'm I'm both. But okay. yeah, I, I moved to Montreal last year, and and uh, I'm loving it so far. It's, apart from the the freezing cold wind, that's the downside. Well, you're talking to me in Winnipeg, so I mean, I don't know if you're going to get a lot of sympathy. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. It's just uh, getting used to it, you know. And we have quite mild, mild winters in the in England, but I right. suppose there's less rain here, so that's good. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah. Why is it important to allow players to really be able to access this help, kind of wherever they are at any time of day? Well, it's um, essentially we want the. The way that students kind of learn these days, well, it's actually, it's not even just a modern thing. You know, all students learn at different race, uh, pace, uh, paces and so on. And that's something that um, has been talked about a lot recently in recent years. Um, and so even if you have kind of contact time with a teacher, every student's going to come away with a different level of understanding um, uh, and some will need extra support. So the challenge is when you have a um, an organization where the players are not in full-time education always or they're um, going to be moving around a lot, um, having that chance where they can actually, in when it suits their own schedule, um, talk to someone online. Um, it's text-based, so it's, um, you know, nice and simple uh, and get the help they need so that they're not kind of struggling alone. Um, so it, it And also because, you know, these days, People tend to expect things very quickly, especially a lot of young people. Um, having something that is pretty instantaneous um, is a good way um, for them to, um, you know, get keep motivated with their academics. And so this is something if a, a kid is on a bus, on a six-hour mm -hmm. bus trip, they can, if they're yeah. getting some work done, message yeah. Grade Slam and have kind of instant feedback. Yeah, exactly. So they can um they have we have an app that's coming out as well which makes it even easier, but even the gen the the first edition of the platform was always available on mobile as well. Um so that, that it can be um on the go. They can just get a f either a few clarifications or um uh you know, go through a whole assignment with someone or even submit an essay and get review on that. Um but a an important thing to mention there is that it's um the the thing that sets the service apart is the fact that it's not just um, question answer, you know, the tutor is not just going to say, well, here's the solution, have a nice day. It's really about helping the student to understand, even if they have limited time, like getting the student to think about, well, actually, what's the first step of this problem? What, what are similar things you've done before? Um, and helping them to get their brain in action and work through the problem um, have it, and have a deeper learning. And so... I'm curious then this is yeah. a, it's a 24 hour service, right? Mm -hmm. So does that mean you, how many people are at any time working for slam? So we have a really big body of tutors. Um, they're, they're all employees of ours. Um, so they, uh, we have around a hundred tutors and they kind of get scheduled um, or on a weekly basis. And many of them tutor many subjects. Um, so uh, a lot of them will do kind of several of the sciences, for example, or several of the humanities. So that helps. Um, but yeah, we will have, um, you know, it, it depends on demand, but, you know, maybe up to 10 tutors online at one time. Um, 
during the night less because there's less students coming on there and it's a very interact it's a it's a schedule based on demand so the more students we anticipate the more tutors are, are online and they might be working with more than one student at a time as well so do you uh, help tutor then as well I don't actually help tutor, um, but we work closely with the tutors, but they are actually um, kind of uh, our whole service department. Um, so they work remotely. Most of them are um, PhD students or um, other educators. And um, I work more on the engagement side. So um, making sure that and making sure that customers are set up correctly. So when we get um, we work with a new partnership. We make sure all of the students' accounts are ready, um, make sure that everyone's understanding how to log in, uh, what the service is about, uh, and how to use it effectively. And um, then, you know, just kind of throughout the partnership, checking in, getting feedback, uh, and passing that on as well to our product development team, because um, we're constantly trying to improve the tool as well. So what kind of feedback have you heard since this agreement was launched? We've heard a bit of feedback around the kind of topics because like a lot of in the um, so we've worked with some other hockey leagues in the past, the WHL and the OHL, um, but obviously CJHL is a, is big, it has very many leagues within it. So we've heard quite a lot of feedback around um, French. So we offer a bilingual service, being based in Montreal, but um, having um, a, um, accounts automatically in, in French, for example, for some of the Quebec leagues, that's very important. Also, um, to, to just make make it easier on the student. Um, also, feedback um, would be around the certain certain topics. So, um, students in hockey leagues often are in higher education, you know, either cégep or university. So, um, the you know some kind of the coverage of like topics like economics or philo um, philosophy. We've heard feedback on that. Um, but yeah, it's still early days. So, you know, we want more feedback to come in. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you. your time. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes. Not available on Google Podcasts. Not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes.